Hi, it's me, your boy, Marvin, and this is the Salt Perception Podcast, Episode 7, Fate Historia, Fun, Spooky History Ghosts. And I'm with a special guest who will introduce himself. Hey, uh, so how's it going? My name's Tay, face on Twitter, you can call me Cav. Uh, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited. <laughs> yes, you are. Uh, so this episode uh, will be for anyone who's listening or will listen to this once I uh, upload it. This is going to be more of a pop culture theme one where I talk about a series, a little a little anime Japanese cartoon series that I like called, um, well, the Fate series as uh, most people know it as. And Tavi here is one of many people who are who is also a fan of the series, as I believe. Some, some might call me a scholar in the series. Uh, I know a little much. A little too much for your own good. Um, uh, I'll be, I think at this point, I should qualify for like a PhD in fate lore and uh, Nasuverse <laughs> information. Too much lore. He's a human encyclopedia in the series, but uh, to give context, so why don't you explain what the Fate series is about uh, in its simplest form? In its simplest form? Well, Fate's about mages summoning uh, dead guys, <laughs> mostly legends, myths, and heroes from time to fight in a war to get a wish. Uh, that is the most basic process of fate. The meme version would be a bunch of magic kids summon horny-ass ghosts to uh, kill each other for a cup. That is the meme version, in my opinion. It is the most memeable version. Um, to help give <clears throat> even further context, the cup that Tavi is referring to is the Holy Grail. As in, the Holy Grail that Jesus, Jesus drank out of once upon a time. Um... Supposedly. Supposedly. The fate lore is fuzzy on that because the titular saber herself mentions her search for the Holy Grail, and that might that itself might be the actual cup Jesus drank from. But the Grail in itself, in the actual Holy Grail wars in the series, might be a different entity. An accursed oh. one, maybe. It might be the same cup, it might be a different cup. All I know is that people want that cup because it grants wishes. Any, supposedly. Supposedly, any wish you want. Has anyone gotten their wish granted? Uh, I don't, not, to my knowledge, not exactly. If, if you want to get technical on whether anybody's ever had their wish granted by the Holy Grail, uh, Kirei Kotomine from the Fourth Grail War Spoilers for anybody who has not read or seen Fate Zero. Technically, after Kirtsuju rejected the Grail after he found out, oh no, there's an angry man in this Grail. I can't. No, 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 no. This ain't for me. So the Grail's like, okay, so who's the runner up? I gotta grant this wish. And Kira's like, I'm the runner. I'm the runner up. I wish for the world to die. And the Grail's like, all right, you got it, man. And the worst part is, Kiryu's a fucking, like, uh, Catholic priest of sorts, so it doesn't really paint a good picture for the church in that universe. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, in that universe, Catholics are a bunch of executioners. They're, essentially, they're like, they're assassins in that world, in yeah, a way. Yeah. They what? Mm-hmm. He showed up and uh, murdered people that the church said they're not cool anymore <laughs> we don't like this person get rid of them yeah no problem i got you <laughs> and uh I got you. let me throw some of these black keys at them real quick and by black keys what they really are just black swords that they could just throw like knives yeah i don't know i think black keys are cool they're they're interesting because nobody really knows what exactly they can do we just see like characters like kirei or karen or uh, Amaka Sashiro from Apocrypha. Yeah. Use them. Oh no, I think they're just like magic based weapons. But yeah. Yeah, they are. 
But yeah, that's uh that's a pretty good rundown of the series. Um there's a lot of stories that revolves around that universe, whether whether it's in like in the same universe or like an alternate timeline. But a lot of them follows this uh, a similar template where we have a magic user who gets becomes a part of this Holy Grail war to fight for this Holy Grail, whether they wanted to or not, and they summon their own person from the known history, myths, or legends. And like Tabby said, and that's kind of like one of the main points that attracted me to the series. Another one is just how they interpret some of these people. Like, for example, um, the main, the basically the flagship girl, the, the, the basic mascot of the series, Saber, or well, more specifically, Artoria, is King Arthur. But the twist is she's a female. Not okay. Maybe when I describe it, it's not that interesting. But a lot of her story, because of how they changed her to, from male to female for like the main universe of, of the series, kind of adds a little bit of something different for her, among other things. And you can see the same thing happening with other characters. So, um, yeah, like when it comes to gender bent characters in that universe, well, we could have a basic understanding of Arthurian legend when it comes to Art- Artoria. Or if you feel like being Type Moon when they localized her officially here, her name is Altria, apparently. That's fucking stupid, by the way. <laughs> I'm I sti- hate that. So much. <laughs> I'm gonna stick with Artoria just because it sounds more regal. Yeah, the. So this is a little fun fact, and this I'll sprinkle these along, among the episode. Mm-hmm. Fade Zero, when it got dubbed in the U.S., refers to Artoria as Arthuria, is what she calls herself. Right. And then, when the game Fate Stella came out, it properly called her Arturia. And then when Grand Order got localized, and the next Stella game got localized, they changed it again to Altria, officially. Officially. So any piece of, any piece of Fate Media now, her name is officially Altria. Or just Saber. People prefer to call her Saber, so there's no confusion. Yeah, it's because because like the, the type moon doesn't know how to English too well. Not uh, clearly not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean it, it made sense why they would call her Altria because if you say it in a Japanese accent, it would sound very close to Aratoria, which is how they would say it. Mm-hmm. But for us English speakers, we're just like that's a weird name. Yeah, so. Don't feel bad for referring to her as just Arthur if you want. Yeah, but it's or Artoria. But going back to but going back to like female characters, it, whether or not they've been gender bent in the fate in the fate stories. The, we have Saber Artoria, which is King Arthur in the Nasuverse. Mm-hmm. Typically seen in the Stay Night in Zero Routes and of in almost every piece of fate media, she somehow manages to sneak her way into it, whether it's her or not. Yep. Her King Arthur legend is a little different, but then things get muddy when we have the actual like King Arthur show up. Yeah, because as I remember, he was supposed to be part of like the prototype initial like idea for the Fate series, or at least for the Fate Knight uh, story, right? Yeah, Fate prototype was Nasu's. Essentially, it was his first draft of what Stay Knight was to become, and then he realized. He liked a lot of the ideas in Prototype. So Prototype became its own sub-series, which again falls into the alternate timeline version of what we call the Nasuverse. Because yeah. when it comes to Fate, there's two universes. There's Nasuverse, where Stainai, Apocrypha, and the other alternate timelines occur, including Grand Order. Mm-hmm. And then we have... The prototype. Fate. No, Prototype is in Nasuverse. Universe, we, we have it's an alternate. Oh, oh right, right, right. And then we got an alternate timeline. Mm-hmm. Then we have the Miuverse slash Ilioverse, which is the uh, magical girl spinoff, Fate Khaled Liner Prisma Ilia, which I don't want to talk about because man, it's that series of mess. It by is... by messing me a whole aside from the obvious gel bait, but like also of um, sadness and stuff. Oh yeah, okay. 
in its own right, the Tau Liner series deserves its own. If you were to talk about fate, Tau Liner and the Mewverse and slash Iliaverse would have to be a separate episode, in my opinion, because that in itself is a whole like can of worms <laughs> of how, what thing, well, what different things happen and whatnot. Also, right. It happens to have my favorite version of the character Shiro. Yeah, that shows a little bit more of a competent person, as uh, from what I've seen of him. I mean, not to say that normal Shiro's competent. It's just that when it comes to the anime adaptations of uh, Shiro Emiya that people mostly see, yeah. we like to see him as like a big idiot. We think like, oh, he's dumb. He doesn't know what he's doing. Why is he being so rash? But the problem is, when it came to the visual novel, before these things happen, Shiro has like inner monologue with himself, whether or not he should do this or not. And he just does, he, he argues essentially with himself of whether or not he should do what he's about to do. Well, it may seem like, oh, Shiro's just being rash. He thought things through and this is what he was about to do. And here's what he's going to do about it, essentially. So Shiro isn't like, a big idiot. I mean, he kind of is. He doesn't understand magic too well. And, uh, but he does think things through. And in a way, it all kind of goes back to the fact that something lost in the anime adaptations is that Shiro, a big part of Shiro's character is the fact that he has survivor's guilt over the events that occurred in Fate Zero. In my opinion, a mm-hmm. the anime hardly ever talks about it. Every once in a while, does it mention it? But because we don't ever get to hear Shiro's monologues in the anime, we don't ever understand that it's a big part of his character. Right. So, I wouldn't say that Miyu versus Shiro is the most competent Shiro. I would just say that this is a Shiro who's, like, gone through literal hell and back. It's like, this is Heaven's Fuel Shiro. Yeah. On, on like steroids. Speaking of Heaven's Field, did they release like the final part of it or like I haven't really kept track. Due to COVID, it's been delayed a little bit, but they're Ugh. working on it still. I think it's in I think it's in its final production phases. But right. yeah, I'm very excited for This is like the part where Shira busts out his brand new spanking arm, right? This is where Shiro busts out. Yeah, he. This is where he goes ham. This it'll be nice. Probably the most exciting part of Heaven's Feel. I think all the movies are great. It's mm-hmm. just that the first one, first one's arguably better than the second one. The second one feels a lot slower, mostly because this allows us to get to know Shiro's relationship with Sakura. It actually gives us a fucking sex scene instead of implied uh, <laughs> yeah, we see we finally see our boy get laid <laughs> uh, it's so funny have you ever seen the original stay night series that adapted the saber out no i haven't i've seen so the unlimited blade works one but i haven't seen the first one okay so in the first anime series adapted by the studio dean yeah they this so the problem was fate at the time it was still an erode and they're barely coming out with a version called Rialto Nua, which is what a lot of people know the series for which is like let's take out the set scenes and just refer to everything as mana transfer mana transfer so, <laughs> oh is that the meme <laughs> like, that's the meme oh so that's why people that's why people that's make jokes <laughs> that's why people make jokes about people transferring their mana through fucking the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's literally, what it, that's literally what happens because in the Stena, yeah, Shiro has to give Saber mana. Yeah, because in the Stenite route, Sa- Shiro never loses Saber once, and it, like Rin says in in the Unlimited Blade Revert, if you remember, mm-hmm. Shiro's not a competent mage. Yeah, so he naturally give. Saber mana through his own like ability. So there in, in the original Stay Night visual novel, this is where the erode uh erotic scene happens where Saber 
gives my man's a BJ. <laughs> this is and terrible. This is this is where the meme of like the whole mana is stored in the balls comes from. I guess from this point, I sh I should I should have done this early. I should have remembered that this series is a little kind of kind of weird. So um, from here on out, it's so from here on out for anyone that's listening, we're gonna be referring to a lot of adult things, a lot of adult themes uh about this series. So uh, keep your kids away. <laughs> keep keep the kids inside. Oh. Plug in some, plug in some earphones. Get the kids yes. watching. Uh, Pepe yes. Twenty four seven live streams on YouTube. Okay. Yes. This is about to get a little like R rated. Yes, please, please, just put on headphones. I don't want nobody bullying you for listening to this <laughs> godforsaken accursed content uh, that is said to make episode seven on out of all numbers. Uh lucky number seven. <laughs> So yeah, in the original Dean series, when they refer to mana transferring, it's always like with lewd undertones. Yeah, I remember watching it when I was younger, before like I kind of knew, before I understood birds and the bees exactly. Yeah, I remember. I'm like, I remember watching it that young, and I'm thinking, are they talking about sets? <laughs> and then I see unlimited blade works. And they get to the scene where Rin and Shiro have to, where Rin has to transfer a part of her crest to Shiro so he can, so she can power his unlimited blade works. That scene is very <laughs> different in the original visual novel. Hey. <laughs> it's not just, it's not just Shiro and Rin sitting there shirtlessly as Rin like is like, all right, here's a bit of my crest, and Shiro's like, all right, let me put my. A hand on your back, and then Rin's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! You're touching my back. Watch it, there, buddy." Nah, nah, nah. In the original visual novel, they're uh, they bone. Yeah, they're boning. Hey, <laughs> and that's how Shiro got in three girlfriends. Now I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. Please don't oh, hurt. Shiro's got game. Okay, he got game. People say, like, oh, people say Shiro looks kind of doofy and whatnot, or like he's kind of. Silly looking, red haired ass, like m motherfucker. No, 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 no. Shiro Emya, my man's got game, okay? He has game. Okay. It helps that he I can do... cook too. Okay, my man's can cook. Uh, He's he's kind of jacked. He's pretty damn jacked. Yeah, he was on the archery team. Like, they, they mentioned this so many times, or like at least his archery friends mentioned this throughout the series. They're like, uh, yeah. Shiro's really good at archery, which is why yeah. archer in the series is like that super precise aim. Yeah, Shiro was just naturally good at archery for some reason. Oh, since we're mentioning archer, and why we're we saying why he's good at aiming. So in the Fate Stay Night series, the archer that appears here is actually Shiro in the future. Who, it's alternate Shiro. Yeah, yeah alternate f uh, future Shiro who came, who decided one day, okay. I'm gonna make a deal with you, the world, like literally the world. I think I will become it's a servant. The, it's the counterforce. So yeah, here's the counterforce. Yeah. Shiro's whole thing was, I want to be a hero, of justice to make my dad proud. Kiritsudo yeah. from Fate Zero. Yeah. He wants to hold on to that ideal, and any promise Kiritsudo, I will be the hero you can never be. So throughout his journey of being a hero. He runs into a situation where a bunch of people are going to die. And then the counterforce, which is the, like, um, this, which is the omniscient uh, eyes of the planet, which pretty much guards humanity. They're like, okay, we can give you the power to save everybody. But you are now our, our little, like, Soldier boy, okay. Yeah, you're a little like you're, you're a little, muscle. You are, you are our literal human nuke. You are our Agent Forty Seven on drugs. Exactly. Like when people bring in, like I would say he's closer to like Splinter Cell. Uh, what's his name? Fucking Sam, Sam Fisher. Fisher. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like when people in Sam Fisher, that is people. That is these counterforce sending in Shira Emia, or later Art, or now Archer. 
or now he's like Archer at this point. Yeah. So of course Shiro agrees because this is just part of his plan. He's like, finally, I have the power I always wanted to save everybody. And then it doesn't turn out so well because he kills a lot Shiro of people. Essentially, Shiro yeah. kills a lot of people. But he's also because the counterforce believes taking the lives of the le- of Lester to save many. He could yeah. kill ten people and just save a thousand. It pretty much is what the counterforce tells him to do. And yeah. then eventually, because I believe in Shiro's future, he's essentially fighting in a war, mm-hmm. and he's just like. No, when it comes to the opposing force that's, like, endangering the planet, or, like, at least humanity, Shiro's literally just drops smack dab in the middle of the battlefield, and everybody's just like, oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Like, run out, like, oh, fuck, here he comes. Yo, here he comes. Everybody run. <laughs> He's here. And then he, gets, then he gets manipulated, or somehow people are tricked into thinking that he's the reason why the wars are happening. So then he is executed. But due to his deal with the Counterforce, he is put into the throne of heroes as a pseudo, as essentially kind of like a pseudo servant. Yeah. While he is a servant, uh, he's not a he's not a heroic spirit due to deeds yeah. of his lifetime. Yeah, he's, he's not there yeah. so the Counterforce can summon him when they need to. Yep. And then let's. So then going back to Stainites. Mm-hmm. Archer, or of course, Emi, uh, Heroic Spirit Emmy, as he's referred to officially now, is the servant summoned by the character Rin yeah. in the Stainite series. And the reason why this happens, I have a funny story about this. Yeah. So Rin spent her time trying to find jewels that her father left behind her, left for her, so she could summon her own servant to fight in a Grail War. Okay? Mm-hmm. Her father just left her a bunch of, like, magic power jewels, which is what, like, their uh, family is good at, jewel magic. Oh, my dog is having a fun time. Yeah. Okay, so... Yeah. Rin just uses these jewels she finds and attempts to summon... A heroic spirit. Like, she's like, I want the saber. Give me the saber. <laughs> but she ends up getting Archer, Emya, because the jewel she uses is the jewel she uses to save uh, Shiro uh, in, a little later on. <clears throat> oh, mm-hmm. Because in some timelines, Shiro kept the pendant that Rin used to save him after he gets stabbed by Lancer. That's not spoilers. It happens like 10 minutes into the visual novel slash into the anime. The funny thing is, I want to point out, Rin didn't know this was going to happen. So essentially, she was rolling the gotcha. And her gotcha was... Uh... She, she pulled out her, her fate grand order, and she's like, okay, let me do a one summoning taking summon and see if I can get the, the right-up saber. And she ends up getting uh, Heroic Spirit Emiya or Archer because he doesn't want her for he doesn't want to reveal who he is, or else, uh, think that, or else things get funky. So he just says, "Oh, I forgot my name." Uh, you know, yada yada yada. I'm a prick. Where's Shiro Emi? I gotta kill that guy. <laughs> or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's a fucking nerd. I hate his guts. Yeah, yeah, it, what a nerd. Look it, at this guy. He's trying to fix pipes. Whatever. Well, well, fuck it. I don't. He's definitely not me. I'm definitely not him. He, you know, fucking nerd. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not like. It's not like he and I have the same face, and if I put my hair down, it's pretty obvious. Nah, my hair slipped back, see? Uh, see, I, I, I'm i 10 uh, with white hair. Clearly, <laughs> clearly we're not the same person. Four. <laughs> Archer's huge. He's like, a very tall man. <laughs> he's like 6'4". He's jacked as hell, because there's also a funny thing with Archer. Yeah. The character Yara Session from a Fate series called Fate Extra. Yeah, she's like you know this big titty nun character. Oh okay. yeah, I, I heard she's of her. Yeah, massive, yeah, she's got massive knockers. My <laughs> man, people. So of course the Japanese are like, uh, here's the measurements of these fictional characters. It turns out Kiara Session has a smaller bust than Archer Emya, 
then like you know Archer himself. <laughs> so this guy's just like Jack. He's swole as hell. He's swole than than how they draw him. <laughs> I mean, in a lot of like, in a lot of faint media, you can see that he's Jack. Just mm-hmm. like he wears long sleeves, but when he takes out the sleeves, you're like, oh my god, what the hell? Yeah, what the hell? You, <laughs> you lip? All you do is toss arrows at people. Why are you just jacked? Well, I do more than just. Well, I mean, of course. Um, he does more than just throw arrows. He also is pretty good at sword fighting and dagger fighting. But the funny thing is, his actual stats. When it comes to like the hate <clears throat> series, says here's a ten- here's a canonical thing. Mages can see the fact that their servants have like prerequisite stats. Like, yeah. for example, the berserker has like A and all of his stats except for uh magic, which was B. Yeah, it's crazy. Someone has A. That's just like, oh my god, what the fuck? Archer mm. is like fast. He's strong. He's like, you know, he's freaking Hawkeye. Yeah. But then, but then, like his actual stats are like C, D, B. Oh my god! This guy can summon. This guy can chant, and he brings you into a world where he can summon every sword he's ever seen. And just like massacre you. How does guy only have like C's and D's in his stats? <laughs> because he, because <laughs> he wasn't, because he himself, he himself was never really like that powerful. Unlike like Saber, who's on some, I guess when people know her, she's she was always on some kind of mythical level of like strength and skill, along with the rest of the knights of the of the round table, right? Um, Again, if you yeah, if you want to go into more characters of fate lore, well, Archer himself sounds like this overpowered character and whatnot. We get to realize that in this world, yeah, uh, there's like King Arthur with Excalibur that could just wipe out like a city. You have Ku Holland with his spear that can rewrite causality. Yeah, people <laughs> with like pure defense or through pure insight of prediction could avoid because it rewrites causality shout out shout out to cuckoo lane he's so clean but he's only three stars oh nah, this nah, he's, the he's the goat though <laughs> too yeah, bad like, too bad he has an e rating in his luck god damn or d hey 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 it's the shit here is like kill yourself, Lancer, and he like does that, and then Tiray thinks he wins. This motherfucker stands up and he just stabs him, and then threatens Shinji, tells him get the fuck out of here. He's like, if I, if I died from a single stab from my spear, I wouldn't be much of a hero. Like, damn, yeah, that's true. It is his spear. <laughs> it would be pretty like, bad. That's a, that's a that's sauce. That's that's power. No, but speaking of Ku of Ku Colin and Fate Grand Order, people among the community we like yeah. to refer to him as the secret five star. He's a he's a really good servant, isn't he? Yeah. What I cause in the game they decided to give him a heal, which removes <clears throat> debuffs, a <laughs> an ability that's on a low cooldown that allows him to evade three times. But it doesn't go away until he's hit, been hit three times, and then he has a revive skill. And because he's a lower rarity, it's pretty common to get him. Yeah. So when you have extra copies of him, his noble phantasm, when you use it in game, is way stronger. Mm-hmm. So what the fuck were they thinking when they designed this character? There's not even actual five stars and four stars in the game. They come near to what he can do in terms of like just being a human cockroach and surviving. <laughs> yeah, which is crazy. Is mm, you know, speaking of Grand Order, um, I guess I kind of want to talk a little bit about that um that game because it, int- it introduces a lot of like fun things uh about the series that I've always enjoyed or at least found funny. One of which is how, like, even though you have these servants and they're labeled a certain way, 
a lot of the things they do, or like the, or, or more specifically, the noble phantasms, and to explain what that is in brief, is basically their super special ultra move that they bust out. Uh, some servers have only one, some have more than one because f uh, fuck it. Um, but my favorite thing about it is that sometimes the noble phantasms have nothing to do with like their class. <laughs> Which is pretty funny to me. Like, for example, uh, who's a good one? I want to say Mandricardo. Oh, Mandricardo, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure his noble phantasm has nothing to do with. He's a writer, and and just as playing with writers are, they're a class that focuses on like mounted combat. So, yeah. I mean, when it comes to fake classes, it's all based around their legend. Like, mm -hmm. uh, like this person's a saber because they're famous for using a sword, or this person's a rider because they're famous for like having a mount or something, or being like a god with like horsemen or like horse yeah. riding or chariot and whatnot. Or this person's like an archer because like he's a god of archery and he could like hit his shots from miles away or. This person's a berserker because in life he was angry, I guess. He was angry as fuck, and that's all that matters. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> if this person angry in life, then this is a berserker. Yeah. Or like, just like, if he's infamous for not less, for not listening or, doing, or playing by his own rules, and he's like... And this person happens to be like the god of like many fucking fighting styles or like just was good at everything he ever did mm -hmm. then they often just get thrown into berserker territory because it's easier to just write that for example like my man Lubu, natural history Lubu betrayed a lot of people but at the same time he was famous for horseback riding a god with a spear a fucking crack shot with an arc with a bow and arrow he could be a lot of classes but because yeah. he's known for like treachery and for betraying people and having a temper they're like, he's a berserker, which is fair. Yeah, yeah, it's fair. He's pretty cool, anyways, as a berserker. I've mostly known him in, like, the Fate at Stella games, and I guess Fate Extra, with, or kind of with Fate Extra. Oh, yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's, uh, in Extra, he's Ronnie, he's Ronnie's servant, which makes yeah. sense, because Ronnie's an android, and Lubu himself is revealed to be a robot built by Chen Gong. Mm. That's... That's some lore about him that the game never tells you until you pay fate until you play Fate Itself and play through his little side story. Then you find out he's a robot. A badass robot. <laughs> yeah, he's he's pretty cool. Yeah. But or again, like the Berserkers, uh my man Lancelot. Yeah. Oh boy, Lancelot. <laughs> Noble Phantasm. A fucking jet. <laughs> No, okay. No, I mean it's not really that. It's I I know it's not really that, but it's funny when they sh have him pull up with a jet in the games. Yeah, or like he pulls out just a machine gun and he just starts going town. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> well, that's because like the whole idea with noble phantasms in Fate Grand Order is that depending on how their noble phantasm is, sometimes it's different. Like for example, the yeah. reason why Berserker Lancelot is like the jet is like the jet, and then he lands. And pulls out his machine gun and just starts like firing. He's like yelling, Arthur! Because in Fate Zero, when he's a berserker, yeah. his noble phantasm is anything he touches mm -hmm. becomes his noble phantasm. Because of his like. When... Oh no, I was just saying because he has like a skill where. In history, he's known as someone who could make a weapon out of anything, or basically he was that. He's a master of He can yeah. use any weapon. That's how. That's why to Artoria, he was the ideal knight because he's just like super good at everything. He's, a... <laughs> he's so good. He fucked your wife. He's so good that he cucked you. <laughs> <laughs> or, or at least he denied him of marrying his one true love, and so he became upset with you. Okay, Lancelot became upset because he's like, what the, he's like, what the fuck? He's like, why aren't you angry? I just fucked your wife. I ran away with her. And he's just saying, bro, I understand. If you want to do that, then who am I to stop you? You know, 
if you believe this is the right thing to do, then go ahead. Because he was like, oh man, Arthur's about to come from my head. He's about to fucking like murder me. And then Artori's just like, it was good, bro. Nah, bro. If you want, nah, bro. If you want to fuck my wife, you probably had a gr- you probably have a good reason why you want to. I ain't gonna be mad. I get it. Well, that's why he went crazy because he's just like he could understand that he, that Artori's just trying to be a good friend. <laughs> well, no, because like Artoria believes in the greater good of everybody else except for uh, herself or themselves. Yeah, you know, in in her in Artoria's legend or past. People didn't know she was a girl at all. Everybody knew. Everybody knew her as a guy. Oh which yeah. Don't understand. Which I don't understand how she got away with it so many <laughs> fucking years. I, I thought. I thought like at the very least, the those at the round table were like knew, like those she knew nah, who knew her best knew that she's actually a, a female. <laughs> nah, bro. Like if everybody was, if everybody knew Artoria was a girl, it'd be the simps of the round table. <laughs> Like my queen, <laughs> I'll do anything again, for you. <laughs> but the funny thing is, in one of Grand Order's uh, singularities or main story modes, if if you have not had a chance to play Paint Grand Order, other than the fact that it's a gotcha game and it can be addictive, it has way <clears> too <throat> good of a story to be on a mobile phone. Yeah, <laughs> that's like, how I, I feel. don't know. Like they went too hard. On its narrative to the point where people care so much about it and are just waiting for like the next part to come out with like bated breath or just like here it comes it's gonna be so fucking good because a lot of the times every storyline in that game or every chapter is just so fucking good in terms of like characters we meet the states that line it's so good so when the sixth chapter came out which was based on our Victoria, an alternate version where her faithful steward Bedivere never threw the sword back into the lake, like at the end of the Arthurian legend. He instead felt so bad. He's like, I can't do this because that would mean killing my king, and I'm too faithful to be the one to put uh, to put him down. Simp. So because Artoria couldn't die, yeah, she picked up. Rondominia, the, the Holy Lands. And Rondominia was just like, yo. It stopped, it pretty much, because she didn't have its caliber and she had Rondominia, she started to age again, and then she became a goddess. So when she hears about the incineration of humanity, new Lanceratory or Rondominia shows up to fucking Jerusalem, and she's like, this is the holy city? I'm going to summon my knights of the round table? Uh, if they don't agree with me and my want to kill everybody who I deem not worthy of living, then you can just die. So she summons her like knights from history, think people like Sir Gawain, Lancelot, Tristan, uh, Percival, Agravain, Mordred. Pretty much every knight of the round table you don't see in that story in that storyline was killed because they refused to go along with Artoria's new plan, and the ones you see in the storyline are the ones that slightly agree, or at least uh, loyal to her. Right. I'd also call them simps. I, I, I'd call point... them too, especially Mordred. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. My man, my man Lancelot, he's the, he's, the, he's the dirty fucker. Like every... The funny thing is, is, this is the first time you ever get to see the proper saber Lancelot. Yeah, and he's just a fucking milf hunter. He out here. He's on. He's on a mission. <laughs> like, bro, every time you see him in like other side events, like the yeah. summer, like the summer storyline or like whatever, he's always hitting on like the older ladies and whatnot, and it's funny. My name is Lutz, yeah. and, I, and and I have a craving, and that craving is mommies. <laughs> my, my man is literally out here looking for his mommy GF. Yeah, I want my mommy GF to to rub my head. <laughs> but it's okay. His uh, his his kind of daughter slash son Mash, who has like the night Galahad as her yeah, uh, as her like weird pseudo servant thing. Yeah, Mash remembers everything Lancelot did to Galahad, and she just like has none of it. She treats him so terribly. She's like, whatever. You're a you're a bad 
dad, fuck you. Oh yeah, oh yeah, there's a big part of uh, Lancelot's lore in this series, and I don't know even their legends because I'm not too familiar oh, with legend, it. Yeah. Oh, the legend Lancelot has dad. Yeah, that's a thing. Oh, and the legend, he's a shitty dad too. Oh yeah, does he? Literally... In the legend, it's implied that he didn't even know he was Galahad's dad. That's how shitty he was. God damn it. <laughs> but Galahad knew. Okay, people can correct me if I'm wrong. Lancelot didn't know he was Galahad's dad, but Galahad knew Lancelot was his dad. And he even then, he was just like, fuck you, you're so shitty. I don't want to know you. <laughs> I don't. But yeah. I mean... It... It's like that meme. Did you ever see Avengers Endgame? Yeah. You know that meme where like Starlet or uh, Starlet Witch shows up? She's like, you took everything from me. Yeah. Like, I don't even know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> That's Galahad and Starlet Witch. And then Thanos is Lancelot. was like, I don't even know who you are. Yeah, you will. <laughs> you will. But yeah, uh... that's, uh, that's her whole joke in that storyline. But again, that's just another example of the fact that they take these historical figures. Mm -hmm. You know, of course, the whole appeal of it is that, like, you get waifus, like... Yeah, and that's the main... Joan of Arc. Joan of Arc. You know, she's a big titty mommy GF. Uh, Then you have Joan of Arc alter. uh, Goth mommy GF. Who treats you like shit. (laughs) Kind of. She's a bit tundering. Yeah. It's revealed that she's a bit tsundere who likes to eat a lot. Hey, just like how Saber likes to eat a lot in any of her forms, I think. Yes. Well, okay. Saber alters different. She likes to eat junk food and sweets. (laughs) Saber, normal Saber will eat, like, anything, you know? The nice, like, feast. But Saber alter requests, like, hamburger or, like, hot dogs and, you know, sweets and candy. She just walks up to Shiro. Saber Alter walks up to Shiro and says, like, Shiro, I demand you give me all the ice creams and the donuts and chicken give nuggets. Me, <laughs> give me all the chicken nuggets and hamburgers you have. Saber, this is please. a robbery. <laughs> it is a robbery. I will fuck up your house. This is a really nice house. Oh. <laughs> but again, the funny thing about Grand Order, you often have... Oh, like, hold on, hold on. Okay. Uh, sorry, my dad just walked in. <laughs> I'm, right. I'm not editing that out. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, yeah. Um. Oh, before I forget, since we mentioned altars, altars. Uh, for anyone who's curious, are like, I guess you could call them like, like the dark evil v- versions yeah, of like normal characters. Yeah, there's a dark alternate like evil. I mean, I mean, sometimes they're not evil. Yeah, uh, they are. Oftentimes, there's the edgy like alternate versions of the characters. You know, mm-hmm. the first one being Saber Alter, who appears in Heaven's Field. Yeah. Uh, they're they're kind of cool. Grand Order introduces a lot more of the alters. Yeah. To see who else can get them, like there's uh alter, there's Emia Alter, Crew Alter, uh. Saber altar, of course, and then like you have Jean of Ar- Jean de Arc altar, you know, just character, you know, someone who's the opposite of yeah. Jean of Arc. It's yeah. all kind of cool that that gives us more lore to the universe. Mm-hmm. But like I was going back to because you just mentioned Shiro. Oh. In, in the universe, Red Order. Wait, hold on, in. hold on. Okay. Sorry about that. My mom just wanted to let me know that she wants me to get ready for Father's Day. I'm gonna be grilling up some power for my dad. Hell yeah! Hell yeah, man! I'm about to. I need to buy me some 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 of that uh barbecue uncle sandals just to elevate my power. But uh, what were you saying? Okay. So speaking of cooking, and you mentioned Shiro Emya. Yeah. In Chaldea, which is like the operate, which is the base of operations for Fate Grand Order. Uh huh. The 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 kitchen staff of the cafeteria in Chaldea mm-hmm. is Emia himself. It, it is him. As, <laughs> it's him. Uh, Tamamo Cat and like another few servants a, a are booty- to, like 
Like Boudica, I know she cooks a little. Yeah, Boudica, uh, Benny Enma later, the little bird lady. They're uh, all known of course. for cooking. So mm-hmm. the joke is, they're all the kitchen staff. So oftentimes in like the little sets of life moments the game gives you, or game lets you read, you'll have like Emiya yell to Tomomo Cat like they need more food because uh, the saber faces are start are eating them are eating them out of like <laughs> eating them out of the kitchen. Because the whole joke is if you're a saber face, you like to eat a lot. Oh yes. Oh, but another yeah. thing to give reference to, sorry for interrupting. Saber faces. Uh, if anyone wants to know what the hell Tavi uh, means by saber face, basically, some characters in the Fate series have a copy-pasted face of Artoria. So, like, Nero, who is also female in this series, has the same face as um, Artoria, and then a few others have the same face as her. So it's not only... Mm-hmm. John of Arc. John of Arc. Uh, we got a few others. The, the one of the newer servants. Uh, she's from Morgan India, Morgan. but I forgot. Oh, Lakshmi, uh, Lakshmi Ball. Lakshmi. Yeah, the one with the with the rifle and the little sword. That that's yeah. Her, yeah. Okay, well, so we got one Japanese one that also has sort of a. Oh, and the, oh, Kagetora, Yeah. Yeah, she, she's the one with the double-ended, like. Uh, with a spear that has like double-ended blades or something like that. Is that the one? Yeah. Yeah, there it is, founder. I had to look it up. I, I, I literally just thought to myself, can I name every saber face in Fate Grand Order? <laughs> the answer may surprise you. <laughs> I think I can. Artoria, Saber Altar, Nero. Saber Lily, Mysterious Heroin X, Mysterious Heroin X Altar, Jean de Arc, Jean de Arc Altar, Jean de Arc Altar Lily, Mysterious Heroin X, or Mysterious Heroin Double X, the summer version, which is a different character, technically, Lancer Artoria, Lancer Artoria Altar, Saber Altar Santa, Okita Soji, Mm-hmm. Okita Soji Altar. <laughs> Nadal Kagetora. Lachimi Ball from India. And Lancer Artoria Ruler. And I think that's all of them. Long story short, we have a lot of saber faces, but that's okay because they're the biggest powerhouse of attraction there is. Most of them. They know what's up, you know? The whole... I love reading about why there's saber faces and why we have so many. And the whole thing is, it's marketing. Yeah. Of course Like, the reason why, if you look at the early art for Fate Extra, and you mm-hmm. look at Nero as drawn by the series artist Takeuchi... Yeah. You'll see that. It's, you'll see... You'll look at Nero and it's just like, that is literally just a red Artoria. Which was the idea to attract people. They're like, you like our, you like our saber? Look, she's red now. And then when yeah. you play it, you're, you're introduced to Nero, who's just like this goofy, uh, airhead, who's funny very, character. Who's very open with their sexuality, which, uh, I don't know. She's very gay, yeah. She's very bi. She loves she's very bisexual. She's extremely. Well, but again, that's pretty accurate to, to Romans and yeah. whatnot, because... They're pretty Romans much bi. Greeks, yeah, they're all bisexual because Romans and Romans and Greeks were, they were encouraged to have not only like a female partner to you know to procreate, but you also had you were also encouraged to have a male partner. You know, just so you can fuck around with like your bro, like yeah, you, you know, know, being like you know, some, sometimes you and your bro want to play with each other's dates. That's okay. Yeah. The Romans and Greeks thought that was fine. Yeah, they, to them, that was the ultimate show of masculinity. So like, like, hey, bro, I'll show you my cock, see how long it is. Hey, bro, you got a 10 out of 10. <laughs> they, were, they, were, they, were, they were doing, like, penis inspections. They were like, 
Mm, nice car. Have you ever seen that meme video? <laughs> yeah. Of like Kronk? <laughs> yes. Alright, let's take a look here. Whoa. Nice cock. <laughs> Perfect length. Uh, that's a pretty shaft. Shaft could use a little work though. I'd say that's a pretty good cock. Eight out of ten. I rate it uh, eight out of ten. Good job, kiddo. You know. Hey, thanks, Kronk. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was like the Romans and Greeks. They were just always like playing with each other's penises and whatnot. You know, what a perfect topic for Pride Month. You know, yeah. June is June has been uh, yeah has been dumped as Pride Month. So that's pretty good. Yeah, that's right. Pretty good segue to that. Yeah, Happy Pride Month, everyone! Dress up as your favorite uh, Greek or Roman general and go to town. You, you and your homies. Dress up as a bunch of Roman and Greek guys. Just start playing with each other's penises. It's not that gay, okay? It's all right. It's just what this is what they would do back then. Uh, yeah, well, yep, yeah. But enough drugs for now. I don't want to. I don't want to allow, allow my fucked up humor to ruin this for anyone. Uh. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, that is fate in a nutshell. There's a lot about it to go over, more than what Tavi has shared with us so far. A lot of <laughs> a lot of nooks and crannies. When it comes to fate and the Nosuverse in general, yeah, there's a lot more under the surface. It's like an iceberg. I just we just barely tapped the iceberg. Yeah, you know. A big uh, quote-unquote litmus test among fate fans or fans of like Tech Moon works is whether or not you are familiar with Night of Wallachia. And if you know what Night of Wallachia is, then that's to say you deserve a veteran's discount at Denny's. <laughs> and you also deserve at least a master degree in anything related to what Nasu has written because... Man, to know that, that means you read Tsukihime, and you mm -hmm. also have to, like, watch or read, like, Garden of the Sinners. All that mm -hmm. stuff is good and all related to the same thing, as in the Fate series takes place around the same time, or at least in the same world, as, like, stuff that occurs in Tsukihime and Garden of Sinners. Which is crazy, because it makes you wonder, how the hell did those two things not cross over? Exactly, because, I mean, Tsukihime deals with the moon, mm. but then Fate Extra is on the moon, which is why one of the, which is why when you team up with Ronnie and Fate Extra, the berserker you fight isn't Lu Bu, it's Arthway Brunstead, the main heroine of... Oh, the vampire, oh, the blonde-haired vampire, yeah, I heard of that. Yeah, yeah. You have to fight her instead, because... Fate Extra takes place in the moon, and the moon is, is Arkwade's uh, domain. And when you meet her, she's killed like so many other like servants and masters. She's just like, oh, I guess you're next. But in the same game, there's an optional boss fight where you fight Ryogi Shiki from Garden of Sinner or, yeah. or Kyoto no Kyokai. Yeah. Or she's also killed a bunch of servants and masters. She's like, I'm trying to. She's like, I'm trying to clean this place up. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's the fact that all of these are tied into the same universe and occur probably in different points in times. I, I can't remember if they actually do take place within a relative like time span of each other, but it's it's a very large universe that is worth the exploration. If you can handle it. Yeah, because there are some things that might make people uncomfortable, like certain, like, sexual themes, violent themes. I mean, I remember Fate Apocrypha, which is one of the few Fate series I've actually watched. They had Jack the Ripper, who's a little girl in a thong. I'm, I'm sorry to say to anyone. But, you know, because um, because uh, she killed her master, whoever's, like, she was tagging along with had to feed her some mage's hearts because, well, how else is she supposed to keep up her mana? Yeah, because, like, her, 
So what, ha- what happened was Jack the Ripper, she was summoned by her proper master, which was aligned with the servants of Black, or at least the Black faction, where the, yeah. the, the Eagle Dominia. Yeah. But, she, but he was also going to use uh, this prostitute as a sacrifice? Help him. Oh, okay. As a sacrifice. Jack yeah. was summoned, and Jack took a liking to her because because the prostitute was like very mommy like yeah it was mommy like and that's what Jack that's the whole thing about Jack's character when you get to know her in Fate Grand Order because the cool thing about Grand Order is that you get to know characters that barely got any screen time in other animes so Jack the Ripper's whole thing in Grand Order is that she'll refer to you as mommy because Jack the Ripper is encompassed of all the dead children uh, killed by really shitty abortions back then, which is a good take on the legend. I'm just not a big fan of the why Jack the Ripper has to wear a thong. Yeah, uh, I mean you know Japan and they they know who exists uh for, in their fan base because you know as I like to think is the main philosophy of Japanese creators everywhere. Japan first, everyone else second. So uh. They they know who's out there, and uh. I mean, yeah, that's that's fair. But it's, it is a, mm-hmm. it is an unfortunate thing you have to like power through with if you're generally uncomfortable with it. It, it, it. Even though there are people on the internet who look at you and be like, "Relax, bro, it's just a drawing," but uh. Like, chill, bro. It's just a drawing. Like, I don't know, buddy. <laughs> that's a dark. That's a dark hole you're entering in. Um. But, but yeah. look, other, other than the Dark Stuff and Fate series, I'll, I'll leave you guys with this weird one. Yeah. In Tsuchihime, the two maids mm-hmm. come from a clan of people where they are meant to be only used as tools of mana transferring, which means Oog. they are only made to be fucked with, to be fucked. They're there to bone and nothing else, and that's all you need to know. They are, they are there to be boned. And, and nothing else. But they're also... But the two maids that you find from that clan are also main heroines that you can romance in Tsuchihime. And then you find out their whole, like, tragic past of, like, them being raped and touched. It's a big thing that doesn't... That they don't share away from this universe is a pretty adult themes of, like, rape and abuse... Yeah. Which is why these series, like, yeah, they sound pretty tough, mm-hmm. but the series, but the series treats them, or treats that subject with respect, yeah, and doesn't like take it lightly. It's a serious topic, and that's why people like these visual novels so much because Nasu's uh, creative writing style of being able to tackle these like. Uh, rough, these rough themes is so mature and appropriate of him and people just like really like that so that's where I'll that's my little tangent <laughs> yeah so there you have it folks Um, the Fate series a big uh, one web part of a bigger web of a whole lot of shit going on it's a horny uh, ass mess full of historical figures. Yep. Do all your favorite historical figures appear in everywhere? Nope. Better hope they appear in, in Grand Order. So um But that's that's the exciting part about Grand Order and the Fate series. You never know if they're gonna pull out like some historical figure and you're just like you're like, oh my god, I know that guy. Well how, how are they gonna do him? Are they gonna make him like this cool tough guy? Are they going to be a cute anime girl? What's going to happen? And then oftentimes, they're probably an anime girl. <laughs> they're probably an anime girl. Or if you're like a Stolfo from like the the Knights of Chamberlain, you're a boy. Oh, the Knights of uh, Charlemagne, the, yeah. Yeah. You're, you're Charlemagne. Yeah, not Chamberlain. Charmelaine. Charmelaine. Charlemagne. Knights of Chamberlain. Damn French. Teach me your language. Anyways, yeah. That it's- guy. Uh... He, he's a trap. <laughs> he's a, I mean, kind of. Yeah. I mean, kind of. Kind of. Trap, but at the same time, like. But it makes sense like, for history. But it makes sense for his I history. It's not like. 
Yeah, Sulfo's not like full gay. He only likes looking like a trap because he find because he finds women beautiful. If anything, he's kind of a chad. If anything, he's kind he of a chad. You already know like, he gets my, laid. <laughs> like my man, like my man of Stofo, yeah. he gets laid a lot. He he doesn't get fucked. He does the fucking. He is the one on top, not you. Yeah, like you, like you bring a cell phone to your room, you think that's a woman, and all of a sudden, Sobo pulls out like a, a fucking eleven inch like cock out of his skirt, and he's just like, "Come on, bro. You can't you compete. You can't compete. <laughs> You're in here now. Yeah. Uh. Oh yeah." Anyways, Tank Boom, uh, please sponsor this video, this uh, this podcast. I I just gave you, I just helped you give get free advertising. I'm kidding, but not please really. Download Grand Order in the Google apps, in the Google Play Store, in the Apple App Store. Available now <laughs> for free. For free. Uh, Outside of you paying money, so you can have extra chances to roll for your favorite character and PNG image. Imagine spending. Hundreds of dollars to get a PNG of your waifu. I I can't because I'm a cheapskate. <laughs> nah, it's okay. That, next time you have me on, I'll reveal how much I've spent in Fate Grand Order. <laughs> I'm, I just might do that. Free tips on how to be successful in a in a RNG game. Uh, thanks for the episode, Tav. It was my pleasure to be here. This was a fun time for me. <laughs> this was a funny time for me. All my jokes I got to crack. Uh, see you guys next time. Be easy. <laughs>